Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. baseball fans and welcome to this episode of a visit to the mound i'm lark smith i'm stan huff stan huff <laughs> that's, that's who he is. stan huff he's stan huff today we're going to talk the uh, end of the baseball season and the end of the fantasy league season with denny copeland denny thanks for being along with us today glad to be here and yeah, we get a little wrap up see what happens so uh, uh let her things, fly yeah one of the things i want to know is uh as far as Fantasy League Baseball in the 2023 season, what player was probably the best value of any player out there? Well, number one, I would say Otani, and, and because I like him. And, and you know, I'm, I'm caught up in the – you always heard about Babe Ruth. So um, any, even after he got hurt? Well, no, no. I mean, when he's playing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is uh, he's a free agent now. And he has the opportunity to go. There's probably going to be a full marketplace of where he has a choice to go. And they said they're probably starting his contract at $500 million. So that you means thinking, only the Yankees can afford him. No. So are you thinking he can live on that? I think so. <laughs> and then put in what he makes in Japan. Nice. Yeah. He's okay. sitting on cloud my, nine. My other, my other deal is now, and I think uh, – and what I saw this year, especially in Major League Baseball, and it didn't matter with the starting pitching, if they pitched five or six innings, they thought that was a good start. Oh, yeah. And back in the day, you would throw seven, eight, nine inning complete games. Sure. And uh, I met a long time ago, I met uh, Ferguson Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Right. With the Cubs. And he was just saying, well, this is the way, this is, <clears throat> I expect to pitch nine innings every, every start. Absolutely. So, but times have changed. And the other thing I think that you'll see the kids, the younger kids coming up, there's multi-talented pitching and batting. So that's coming back. I think that's coming back because if, if uh, Otani's not the only one, and I thought Otani was overrated to start. Well, the one before that was Babe Ruth. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, congratulations to him. He's, he's done well. And uh, he's, out, he's out 2024 with his elbow surgery. But he's going to be a full-time DH, and I think he'll do just fine. Uh, I, I assume he will, too. He's and then, pretty uh, good well, talent. He, he's got value because he's a two-way <clears throat> player. Well, and, and I think there's – that's not – I think there's a bunch of kids coming up that are capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the stigma of what Major League Baseball has. You know, you're only a pitcher. You're only a hitter. That's going away. And that's going I mean, away. It's like, it's like a, a switch hitter. 
But yeah. does so, that make sense with both leagues now having the designated hitter? I mean, back back when you know Jason Jennings comes through Baylor, he's a great hitter as well as a great pitcher. He goes I, to Colorado I think I as can a pitcher. I think and, I can answer that. And hits very well as a pitcher. So right. you you don't have to pay two players. You got right. you pay one player for two jobs. So that's that's part of the economy. But but back to Lark's original question. My other than Otani, just because of the combination, I would go with Ronald Acuna. Oh yeah, with uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. and he had. Uh, you should have already had those glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure this stuff out. There it is. There, there you go. go. Now we're in business. <clears throat> but he, Acuna, no player had ever hit uh, forty home runs, fifty steals. This year, he had forty-one home runs and seventy-three steals. Mm-hmm. And that's unheard of. Oh yeah. And then he also led the National League in runs, 149 hits, 217 on base uh, percentage of 416, and total bases 383. So if you, for fantasy baseball, other than Otani, I would say Ronald Acuna is the MVP. Now, when it comes to picking players in particular leagues, uh, doesn't it like cost you some money one way or the other? Is the, the well, what we the do, you get? We, where we pick, where we pick, we just pick for a draft spot. And normally all the leagues I play in are 12-team leagues. Okay. So you're going to get a first-rounder, and they're going to be a good player. Well, okay. some, something to consider now. You said uh, he had so many steals and so many home runs, which is unheard of, right? Right. Well, they're expecting all players to be fast now. It yes. used to not be that way. And they're expecting all players to hit and hit for power. Yes. So it's, you know, shortstop could let, used to be, could be a good defensive guy and not have to hit so much, but right. they got him for defense. Right. Well, that's all changed now. That's changed. And now with Otani being a two-way player, they're getting, they're talking more about the two-way guys. And, right. You know, that's it. And, and, and so from that, from that standpoint, I think, uh, you know, like the Rangers, I mean, they, I was pulling for him the whole way, but I was sitting there thinking, how are we going to blow this one? But uh, <laughs> So, anyway, but uh, I would say Acuna is number one. And what I did, I took a, I took a 12, 12 man, 12 players that kind of jumped out uh, when we were looking at that. And uh, that's kind of what it would go. And for next year, I would say uh, MVP worthy for this year. And next year, he could be the number one pick. Oh yeah, I can, I can see that. I can understand that. The, the the stats, you know, he's got several different categories there. He's going to give you some great numbers in each category. And the other the other thing is, he's this year he had a little knee scope and some of that surgery there. Mm-hmm. Next year he's a year away from that, and I think he will return with more power. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. So, and then my my second player was Julio Rodriguez, young player out of Seattle. He's mm-hmm. he's twenty two. Uh, hit 275, 32 home runs, had 37 steals. I had him at number two. My third player I had ranked was Bobby Witt Jr. Really? With uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yes, and that's Bobby Witt's son right. that right. played for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Bobby Witt had uh, hit 276, 30 home runs, 96 RBIs, 97 runs, and 49 steals. And that, and it's, it's like Stan said earlier. Years ago, you could take a guy hitting 220, but if he was a solid gold glove type shortstop, he would he would play. Right. And then uh, 
I thought this was interesting. I saw this note, and I had no idea. He became just the sixth player at age 22 or younger to homer. He had uh, 30 home runs, still 30 bases, scoring 80 runs, and, RB and had 80 RBIs. He joins a select group of Alex Rodriguez, Ronald Acuna, Cesar Cedeno, mm -hmm. Willie Davis, and Mike Trout. How about that? So that's, wow. a, that's a pretty select <clears throat> yeah. group. He's kind of a guy that's under the radar because Kansas City as a team didn't fare too well this year. He's kind of a he's kind of a uh, Kansas City's kind of a non-market deal. Yeah, small market. Small market. Yeah. But uh, very talented. So, and for him to for him to hit thirty home runs and have uh, forty nine steals, that's very good. Oh, it's very and good. He play, and he plays a solid defense yeah. too. <laughs> I'll take him. And then my fourth player, he's a he's an oldie but goodie, Freddie Freeman. Oh yeah, really? Went to the Dodgers, hit three thirty one, twenty nine home runs, hundred and two RBIs. He's very durable, and I think he played uh, one hundred and sixty one games. You know, good leadership. So I had him number four. My fifth one, and really it was because of injuries. I had uh, Aaron Judge. So yeah, I Aaron had Aaron Judge. Judge, and if he can if he can ever stay healthy and play 150 games, I mean, this year even on a this year even on a on a injury season, he still had 37. Yeah, how, how can a manager account for that? I mean, you've got not only Judge but uh, Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees that you never know when they're going to play. No, and, and I think I think uh, Stanton's probably gone. I, I have to agree. Where's he headed? Nowhere. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't pay him, but, you know, he, when he came from Miami, he made major bucks, and they thought he was going to go and well, He had and major continue. potential, but he, he never yeah. played. He and had, then he had well, health, always uh, health injuries. So Well, if he gets healthy, he's sitting in the catbird seat yes. in New York. Yes. And my my uh, sixth player was uh, Jordan Alvarez mm -hmm. with Houston. He's only 26 years old. He's a left-hander. I think eventually he goes strictly DH. Yeah, he reminds me of Willie McCovey. But hitting. right now they're putting they're putting him in left field, at left field and DH. But he hit 293, 31 homers, 97 RBIs, and 77 runs. And uh, this year he played 114 games, and he's had some knee problems. So I think he eventually ends up as a DH. Right. But yeah. he's still very productive. Oh yeah. That's and then a big my sev deal. my seventh player I had, and, and I'm not I was not a big fan, Mookie Betts with the Dodgers. Yeah. He hit 307, 39 home runs, 107 RBIs, 126 runs. And uh, he served two weeks on the DL. And uh, he had uh, cracked ribs. So I mean he's still a very productive player. Mm -hmm. And and uh, his question now is durability. His average is starting to drop, and he's stealing fewer stolen bases. Still a quality player. How old is he? Do you know? He's 31. That's not too old. No. Then my eighth pick was uh, – this was my first-round pick this year – was Bo Bichette with Toronto. Toronto, and, yeah. And he had he had some minor injuries, but he had he had 306, 20 home runs, 73 RBIs, 69 runs uh, scored, and five stolen bases. No question about the bat. He's just got to stay healthy. What about Gunnar Henderson with the Baltimore Orioles? He was he was He's my, a rookie of the year, wasn't he? Rookie of the year, and then uh, uh, I, I've got the categories for the baseball writers and everything there, and I've got those guys listed a little bit down the road. But yeah, he's good. 
I mean, he started out, he did a little rotation between, started at third base, and then he went and played a little bit of shortstop. The kid for uh, Colin for the Diamondbacks. the leader. Carter? Yeah. Corbin. No, no. Corbin Carroll. Corbin, Corbin Carroll. Carroll, that's it. And both of them, both of them, uh, both players were unanimous rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. Were they? Yeah. Yes. And that's only happened four or five times. So that's pretty impressive. Well, certainly. they had good years and deserve it. And oh, I, thought, I thought uh, Carroll – I thought some of that was overrated, but when I saw him play in the playoffs and play in the World Series, he's a player. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. So, And then my ninth player, and it's, this is kind of my, just one of my preferences, Kyle, Tur Kyle Tucker mm -hmm. with Houston. the Astros. Mm -hmm. What about Altuve? I th well, I was, I was a little scared off on Altuve, but how he played after he came back, player. Yeah. And he's 34 years old, so he still has some opportunity to go in there. and. Well, here's a guy that hit – for power is a, short, a small guy hit for power runs well knows how to run the bases yes. and played excellent defense. Yes. I would want him on my team and every I, and, day and, and uh, leadership with right. how he does and in the clubhouse and everything mm -hmm. there and and everybody. I mean, it just seems like everybody relates to him between him and Alex Bregman. Bregman, the, the yeah, kid, third baseman, third base. Yeah. I, I man, those are players. I understand he's probably on his way somewhere else as well well i you know when you start talking that kind of money and i you know it, you're chasing the money yeah i got you mm -hmm. so I, I noticed that the players that you're mentioning here are all defensive players are not pitchers right so, what, I, what's your criteria what, on pitchers well I, I think now because what i mentioned earlier is that the starting pitchers and when we go over the cy young award there were some pitchers that had good seasons but uh i to me, to be able to go get your offense built up, go on there, and then about uh, maybe your fourth, fifth, sixth round picks, then start looking at some of your uh, starters. Have they have they picked the Cy Young in either league? Not uh, yet. The Cy Young Award is tonight, November fifteenth oh, at, okay. at six o'clock. Okay. But uh, any ideas who you think might get it? Well, on the on the American League, I thought. Garrett Cole, I don't. He's a two-time runner-up, mm -hmm. and he played pitched for the Astros. And he pitched for the Yankees. And now. pitched for the Yankees. Now he led the AL in ERA, innings pitched, opponent batting average, and in his final month of of uh, pitching, he had four on runs in his final five starts. Well, that's that's finishing strong. So I would that's say strong. he's got a real good shot at it. So I, my my vote would be Garrett Cole yeah. for the American League. And the other and in the National League, Aaron Nola. I had I had Zach Gallon, the kid that we watched oh, with Gallen. Arizona. Yeah. What and about Wheeler too over well, at Philadelphia? He had a little health issues. Okay. And he missed some. My my. Top three that the writers had, the baseball writers had, was uh, Zach Gallen, Blake Snell, and Logan Webb with the Giants. Uh, the Gallons, the, kid, the guy. Uh, back to the National League and the Cy Young, my pick was Zach Gallen. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, he was top three in almost everything in starters. He had 34 starts, 17 wins, 210 innings pitched, 220 strikeouts, and he, and he had a scoreless streak. Of 44 and a third innings wow. pitched, seventh longest in the major league yeah, history. There he had a good pitching coach and Brent Strom too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd pick him. Uh, that would be my pick. So, so he my, pitched well against the Rangers. You know, I didn't know his name because I was looking at watching the Rangers. But that when I watch a kid in the playoffs, he's a player. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. Absolutely. And then the second one was Blake Snell with San Diego. Uh, the Padre ace, and he had a, a league low of 2.25 ERA, best in the majors. His 12 scoreless starts tied for the most by a qualified starting pitcher in the divisional ERA since 1969. So that's a pretty good season. Boy, Absolutely. it is. And then uh, the third one, the third one, Logan Webb with the Giants. Mm -hmm. Durability, very healthy. And uh, he had 216 innings pitched, 33 starts. And just the Giants didn't have the offense that Arizona and some of the others had. So he Well, the Padres started off good, but they wilted about the middle mm -hmm. of the season. Yeah, and and the Padres the Padre owner just passed away, so Oh, no. He and they haven't disclosed his uh illness, but you know, and but everybody that spoke about him, he said they were very positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you but, mentioned uh, Freddie Freeman a little while ago. Now, I, I believe part of the trade that got him to the Dodgers was Greg Olson going to the the Braves and he had a great year at first base. He did, he did, and he hit. <clears throat> I think he went to. Uh, <clears throat> at one time, he was up in the high forties for home runs. Mm -hmm. So right, and he, you know, back uh, when he when he played and everything there, it's just uh, he just had a good year. But they they were talking about what I thought was interesting. They've already got some uh, standings projections where they said for next year, Atlanta was number one. Mm -hmm. The Rangers are number two, which that doesn't sound right sometimes, but congratulations to them. Yes. Dodgers are third, Phillies are fourth, Astros are fifth, and Baltimore sixth. Yeah. So now, if, if you'd have bet on the Rangers at the start of last year, before, you know, before they were plus 5,000, they were wow. the worst – Odds for winning the World Series. Can you and imagine I, how much money you'd make on a hundred dollar bet? I would have agreed. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I thought they were good, and I was, I was hoping. I like Bochi as a manager. Oh, absolutely. But I didn't ever think he would be able to turn that bunch turn around. it around. Yeah. And the other guy, the other guy that I like, he retired this year. I still like Dusty Baker. Oh, oh Dusty, yeah. yeah. He, he's just, he's just old school baseball, and you can see those players. Uh, it's just. They draw to him. Oh yeah. Well, the same thing with Bruce Bochy. Yes. I mean, he's a he's a quiet guy, and he it looks like he never really b blows up. And uh, that that is that quiet leadership has a lot. Quietly, quiet it, leadership, and <clears throat> and uh, the only thing the only thing that I wanted to mention, uh, Odalis Garcia. Uh -huh. This is how the games change when you when you hit a home run and it's out, and you stand there and watch it. And then you go about a third of the way down and you pop your bat down. Back in the day, you can plan on the next time up, you're going to get it. <laughs> I, read a, hey, I read a quote from Mickey Mantle one time. He said, when I hit a home run, I put my head down and run. I felt like it was a respect to the pitcher that yes. threw the ball. Yes. And, and obviously, you don't want to – you want to kick a sleeping dog either, but that they, it's like beat a sleeping dog beat now. Beat a sleeping dog. So I think eventually pitchers are going to start pitching inside more effectively right. next year. But Garcia, excellent player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got to give him credit. He I was mean, excited. Still. When you take Garcia and uh, Simeon and who's our shortstop? Seager. 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 
And then you got the kid Carter coming Carter, up. Carter, yeah, yeah, right left field. I mean, they just all fit. And uh, Low, the first yeah. baseman. Well, you Josh know, going there. back, going back to the uh, throwing the bat down and flipping it. You know, you got to give them credit for being excited, but that's also putting down your opponent. Yes. So you got to, yes. if they can figure out a way to, to show that excitement and not, uh, you know, put down their opponent, I think it's going to be a really good thing yeah, back, for baseball. Back in the day, Lark, Lark said, back in the day, you hit a home run, you put your head down, you go around the bases. Right. Seager does that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and what, what, I could, what I appreciated in the post game when they were talking about every game in the World Series, Derek Jeter was the one that went to Seager. I mean, he has that kind of respect. Right. Jeter has that kind of respect for Seager, and those, I'm sure the other guys do too. But, but uh, you know, it's just the, it's kind of that unwritten code. Right. And the game has changed uh, quite a bit as to the way it used to be played. And well, it's changed because uh, I, for me, I think it's changed uh, kind of for the better. But. I don't like the throwing the bat either. Yeah. I mean, when I played and they did that on our side, there was going to be you were going to get brawl. drilled. They were going to get drilled. It, well, we just put his number on it. On uh, you know, we it, it was a target now. And it, it, got, and the, it, it plays to the crowd. It's like going back into the gladiator days. Are you, are you entertained? You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it does play to the crowd, but the crowd's not on the field either. No. And it's they're not participating. You're right about that. Yeah. You and you watch these veteran catchers. Sometimes they're waiting for them when they get back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're well, not – I mean, they're up in front of the plate. Well, you opened up another wound. This, <laughs> these catchers catching on one knee. I mean, do you realize that uh, Heim couldn't throw anybody out? Right. But because he, he, had, no, he had no movement back right. there. He wasn't quick enough. He's on his knees. He had to get up before he had to throw. Right. Now, I saw that happen more. And what else I saw happen more, a man on third base – Hitting the shin guard and going to the dugout, Ricochet, and, yeah. and I saw some got some teams lose the game by one run because of that. Right. So that on that knee is lazy. Yeah. I'll go on record with that. And I, and I know I know sometimes they go and they want that lower, lower presentation and yeah. all of that. But well, yeah. maybe they need to do a little more flexibility and stretching <laughs> exercises <laughs> instead of cofering their beard and their hair. <laughs> So my, Spoken my, like a true old-timer. My, my other one here no where we reality. talked about was uh, Rookie of the Year, which, yeah. oh, which yeah. got announced uh, uh, Monday. Yeah. And Corbin Carroll, first player with 25 home runs and plus 50 steals. He had 54 steals. First player to ever reach these marks with double-digit triples, which – Pretty good. And yeah. he's fast. Yeah, he is. He's quick. And, and then the other two, they didn't get much consideration because a unanimous vote. But James Altman with the Dodgers, he, he got called up. He went 2015. And, and in previous years, that would have been a great season. Yeah. And then there was a kid with the Mets, Kodai Senja, mm -hmm. came to the major leagues from Japan. He had a 298, 200 strikeouts. Allowed two or fewer earned runs in 14 of his 16 starts. Evan Carter good. for the Rangers would be considered as a rookie next year because he, he didn't play that much this year. He came in in what, yeah. first Se part of August? Late September, early I think August. It's, I think it's amount of at-bats or playing time that they, yeah. that's a criteria. Maybe not. I don't think he's had but enough you, yet you, to <laughs> not be considered. But, you know, the thing is, the thing is with Evan Carter – 
for you to go in and bat uh, third, <laughs> third or, in the World or Series? six in the World Series, that's a compliment. Yeah. As, well, it is. Come, and coming from Bruce Bochy, too. Coming yeah. from Bochy. Yeah. That guy's a, amazing. And then uh, the other thing is uh, five teams now remain that have never won a World Series. Okay. Name them. Milwaukee Brewers started as the Seattle Pilots, but mm. it's Milwaukee Brewers in 1969. San Diego Padres, 1969. Seattle Mariners, 1977. Colorado Rockies, 1993. Tampa Bay Rays, 1998. And we took Texas off the list, so that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, After 50 years, finally got Well, you know, Seattle was in there for a while. They, they you know, were. Yeah. They've, you, they're, well, on they, a, they're up and coming. And they've been a major league farm team for about five years. Well, the, nice. the other thing is it always scared me when Texas went to the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really worried about the Angels, but when they went to Seattle, they were going to have a battle. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and the, the other thing I wanted to mention, and it's this is uh, probably 10 days in it, free agency started on November 2nd. I see. Okay. Well, what do you got, Lark? Well, I just uh, want to thank Denny for being here today. A great insight on the, what what these players meant to fantasy baseball this particular year and what they may mean to, to fantasy baseball next, next year. So we, we invite you back again well, you, at the start of the year next year. Definitely look forward to having we'll you we'll back. We'll do that. I'm glad to be here and uh, enjoyed it. I know you're working on fantasy football now. I'm on fantasy football, but I could probably be looking at soccer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Win some, you lose some. Yeah. Right. That's our time for this episode of A Visit to the Mound. Many thanks to our guest today, Denny Copeland. If you have any questions or comments or anything you would like for us to cover, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Visit to the Mound or on our website at avisittothemound.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast, and be listening the next time we take a visit to the map. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.